on this episode of The Service Station. If you have a home and a heart for these children, I think you should open it. And it also gives these kids an opportunity to thrive. That's Irene Capen. She leads a special program called Faith in Motion. It works in partnership with local churches and contracts with Riverside County Department of Public Social Services. Faith in Motion helps children and families in crisis. They work with churches to recruit foster families who can provide safe, stable homes for kids and teenagers removed from their homes due to abuse or neglect. And with more than 4,000 Riverside County children in foster care, including some with complex needs, the need for support is great. We're talking about it right now on The Service Station. Irene Capen joins me now. Irene, welcome. Thank you. Great to have you with us. All right, so before we talk about more about Faith in Motion, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself because you're a mom. You've fostered children and adopted, right? Correct. Tell us about, I guess, your journey in all of that. Sure, sure. So a few years ago, I was at a women's retreat, and I was having breakfast with a new friend, and she was kind of... um, distracted. And I I said, what's wrong? And she said, my foster son, um, I'm worried about him. He's at home with, you know, my husband and the kids and I'm not there to make sure that he's okay and everything. And that kind of planted a seed in me. I I thought foster son, my husband and I have three biological children. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, you know, we could always have, you know, make room for more. And so that night I got back to my room. I called my husband and I said, hey, you know, Aaron, let's, let's pray about maybe fostering. And he said, no. And I said, uh, no. And he said, we don't have to pray about it. Let's just do it. That was Saturday night. Monday morning, I called Foster All because I knew a little bit of what they did. And I said, hey, I want to foster. And they helped me through the whole thing. And so, um, yeah, we never looked back. Um, since that day, we've had 11 children go through our home. The ages range from eight months old to 17-year-old with her own three-year-old. And um, we were blessed with being able to adopt two kids, siblings, um, that came into our home a few years back. And, yeah, we haven't looked back. It was, it's been fantastic. So now we have five children. And what got you into Faith in Motion? When I started fostering, I realized it is hard. <laughs> it's like I need people to talk to me or help me or I didn't know what to do. Faith in Motion links faith communities to the foster care system. This is all very hard, one organization, DPSS, to do alone. They recognized what faith communities can be and what they are to the community and how they can help families. And the churches work directly with these families. They have like classes, right, where they where they help them through the, the fostering and the adoption process. Um, well, for us, um, for Centerpoint Church, our church, uh, mine, DPS has asked if we would be willing to host certification classes. Mm. So we did. Uh, DPSS offered the instructors, and then we just hosted the families to become foster families. How would you say Faith in Motion supports these families? You work with many dozens of churches, right? Yes. We have about 100 um, partners who had said, yeah, let us know what you need. Talk to us about 
the children who, yeah. who are served. And these children that need both short-term and long-term refuge. Right. What kind of children are, are we talking about? These children are the ones that have been given a bad hand dealt to them. They don't know like, like they are loved. Mm. Um, in my experience, when they come into our home, the little things that we've taken advantage of, they've never had. Um, I had um, a, a foster daughter who would always sleep on the floor. And I asked her, you know, I said, why are you sleeping on the floor? Why don't you get on the bed? And she told me, she's like, I've never had a bed. And it's just those little things that you, we've taken them for granted. And you see them change when they're given love. I, my, my daughter, uh, my adopted daughter, she is still struggling. I, all these kids um, have trauma. And we all deal with trauma differently. And the best way I found is through love. But she still struggles with it. But you get those few moments where she lets down her walls and you see it in her eyes that she just wants to be loved and she's that little girl that makes it all worth it. That it makes it worth all of this hard work that we're going through. I think the main thing that churches could provide is loving homes foster families who are willing to open up their homes for these kids. And so you recruit churches who have an interest in recruiting those families? Correct. I believe that we all have it in our hearts. We've all thought about it, but it is such a daunting task. Like I wouldn't even know, I didn't know where to start. And it was, it took me calling foster all to go, okay, how do I do this? Do you think people have myths? Uh, There's a lot of myths out there about foster care and what are some of the myths that you hear? And I'm, I'm sure that that's a barrier to yes. some people in terms of whether they're going to say, I'm going to do, do this, I'm going to foster a child, right? I think like the bigger myths is that you have to be married. The, the bigger myths is that you have to, you have to be young and, and uh, you have to be rich. Another myth also is that you have to change your whole household. And it's not, I, I tell them, um, we have a, uh, a virtual information meeting, and during that, I, I present exactly what the foster care system looks like and what, what is expected of them. And is that meeting with families, churches? Yeah, anyone who's interested in, in fostering, mm-hmm. um, they can log in and just see what it all means. Of the 4,000 roughly uh, plus children who are in foster care in Riverside County, there, there is a very small percentage that has complex needs. Right. How does Faith in Motion partner with the county to find resources and homes for these children? That's a great question. So when somebody steps up and says, I want to be a foster um, parent, we have what's called an assessment interview. We ask them, what are your limitations? What, what What do you want in a child? Because what you want, you know, what you allow in your home is really up to the foster family. When we do get someone that says, I am open to teenagers, I am open to medically fragile, I embrace them so much because those are really what we need. Um... But when we do find those families, we link them to foster family agencies that can give them the right training to help support these kids. Talk to us about the partnership and the resources that are there for other children who are in foster care who don't have those complex needs. What's available for them? 
we partner with other nonprofit faith-based um, organizations. There is a lot of resources out there to help support these kids, regardless of what capacity you're able to do it. And is that as simple as contacting Faith in Motion? Contact, if you contact me, I will make sure I link you to the right place to help you support these kids. All right. So grab a pen and paper, everyone. If you want to contact Irene at Faith in Motion, you can call this number. It's 951-228-5553. Again, that's 951-228-5553. You can also contact Faith in Motion on their website at faithinmotionrivco.org. And I'll give both of those out again at the end of the podcast. I wanted to come back to, you were talking about the trauma you know, that these children have suffered. Your, your uh, adoptive daughter, you were telling me about, about your story there. And children who have had to be removed from their homes because of abuse and neglect, um, that's the real scenarios that you all are, are facing head on. In your experience, how can that be prevented? What resources are there to try to restore these families before they're broken in the first place? Wow. That is a great question. Um, I, you know what? I, I keep going back to faith communities being the support system that they need. If these families are able to go to faith communities and tell them, like, we need help, I know that they will be helped. Um, it's just taking that courage to go out and say, I need help. I think that would, I, I think that would do it. To speak um, up before speak it gets up. to that point yeah. of what your family's needs are. Right. Because we are out there. I've seen faith communities step up in big ways. If you reach out, the churches will provide, like could provide. And it's just that. And, and it's more than just um, supplies or items. Churches are great for spiritual support. You know, just that kind of support that most parents need. I mean, we, as a mom, and I like to think I'm a good mom, but there, there's, I need help. I need people to come to me and say, okay, you're doing okay. How can we help you? And so, yeah. And so that's where churches come in is they'll, they'll talk to you. There's mom's groups, there's all kinds. So Irene, during the pandemic, your recruitment efforts, which are normally done in person, had to go virtual made things challenging, not impossible, but challenging. And now, though, you're getting back into these churches, you're talking with these families interested in fostering. What's the conversation like? What do you tell them? Mainly, I tell them they're not alone. That is the first thing that I, I make sure they know, that we stay with them from the very beginning all the way through certification, adoption, and even beyond. My hope is to have the faith communities constantly surround these families because not everyone can foster but we can support those families well let's get into that specific statement right there yeah. at the end so what are some of the reasons why a family should consider fostering they have room in their hearts and in their homes to welcome a child that has been put in a situation that was not a, of their control and it also gives these kids an opportunity to thrive that was one of the things that i noticed with my kids is when they stop surviving, they thrive. Um, my son came to us when he was eight years old, and he was in second grade, and he didn't know the days of the week. He didn't know basic information. 
And in doing some research of his past, we found that he went a total of six months of school between kindergarten and second grade. So he had not been given the opportunity to be who he can be. Um, Since that time, um, he was able to graduate out of an educational program and into general studies. He's been able to play all the sports and do all that stuff. And so that's where I feel like if you have a home and a heart for these children, I think you should open it. And you've seen firsthand how it can just turn around and put a child on a better path forward for their future. Yeah, it changes them. Our son, our first placement, eight months old, he wasn't crawling. He wasn't doing anything. He just laid there because there was a lot of neglect. Since coming to our home within two months, he was crawling. He was walking around. And so it's just that these kids get the opportunity to be kids. Do you hear later from the families that you work with? Yes. Like he, and, and, and what are some of the, the stories that they share with you about their journey to fostering, their journey to adoption, and also their experience with Faith in Motion? Well, we stay with them the whole time. So we have a few families that are already certified and have placements in their home, and we make we check in with them and make sure they're um, okay. We stay with them even with reunification, and that's where we come in. It's a time to celebrate because of reunification, but, you know, there's but a child But it's difficult when leaving. bonds have been formed. Right. And one of the fears that most foster families have is, I don't want to let them go. You right. know, I don't want to set myself up They've for her. Attached. Yes. But the way I think about it is I would rather give them those two weeks or those two months or of, of joy, of, of normalcy or of, of safety than not give them the opportunity to have that. It's a risk. Everything is a risk. I would rather give them a home to live in for just a short amount of time and then for them to reunify and then just be part of that. Some of my biological moms whom I had their children send me Happy Mother's Day texts, you know, because mm. I, I, I wasn't there to tell them to, I'm taking your child. I'm there to help them recover Right. Get everything back and get everything safe for them to get their child back. And I'll, and one mom, I said, I, I will keep her safe until you can take her. And that gave her the freedom to concentrate on who she is and didn't have to worry about all that. That's beautiful. There may be folks who feel like they're not ready mm-hmm. to foster, um, but they want to support mm-hmm. foster children and youth in Riverside County in some way. Uh, what can those folks do to get involved? Sure. Well, if they are part of a faith community, they can be the champion for that church. Um, they can contact me and say, yeah, we want to help with this. And they can represent their church to help these children in the little, the different aspects that we have. That's great. Our, I know we're kind of wrapping up here. Is there anything else maybe I didn't ask you that you wanted to add? I just, I thank you for this opportunity. Um, I feel that faith in motion is a no-brainer for a faith community. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, of course we'll help you with this. Their level of involvement is really up to them. They can go all in and do everything or just pick and choose when I send out a need and they pick and choose on that. I just think that this is a great opportunity to get that message out there. And if somebody hears it and says, hey, I think my church would be great at this, give me a call. 
Well, we are happy to share that message. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the service station. Thank you. If you want to contact Faith in Motion for help with the fostering or adoption process in Riverside County, visit them online at faithinmotionrivco.org. That's faithinmotionrivco.org. Or you can call 951-228-5553 and ask for Irene, who you just heard. You can also contact Riverside County DPSS to begin the fostering or adoption process. And that number is 1-800-665-KIDS, 1-800-665-KIDS. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Service Station. English and Spanish episodes are available on major podcast platforms. And if you've got a topic that you would like us to cover on this podcast, don't hesitate to email us, dpssinfo at rivco.org. That's dpssinfo, I-N-F-O, at rivco, R-I-V-C-O dot org. Or you can find us on social media and message us there. You'll find us on social media at Rivco DPSS. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening.